Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Brain Fart. I'm Maddie, I'm your host, and here's the show. I'm not going to lie, I ate a veggie burrito before <laughs> before this, and I'm just now realizing how full I am, and I don't know what that has to do with anything. I just am sitting here in my little booth, realizing that I have a giant burrito baby in my in my tummy so let's get on with the show hi if you're new that was probably an interesting introduction welcome to my podcast i am maddie and i am here to chat about just health and things in that world i started interviewing people it's been very lovely i'm learning a lot from the people i bring on i <laughs> i know that's the point to do that, but I personally am also learning a lot, and I'm really enjoying it. On that note, last week, or two weeks ago, I do this bi-weekly, is bi-weekly twice a week, or, one, or once every two weeks? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> um, but I, I started doing it every two weeks, and so two weeks ago, I interviewed Jeanette, who... God, it was a good interview. It was so lovely. She was able to come over to our apartment. Um, we were safe, everything. And we just chatted on my couch for a good long while. It's a pretty substantial episode, but it's just she had so much good insight that I was like, yes, yes, talk more, talk more. And I would have loved to keep it going forever. But uh, alas, that is... That was not in the cards, and I can I can only grip your attention for so long. Um, but yeah, I was really, really happy to have her on. She talked about malls, mouths. Still don't know how to say it, but she gave so much great insight and talked about her journey, and I just think that's always so interesting to hear about everyone else's stuff going on. So if you already listened to that, then you you know what I'm saying. But if you haven't, I would recommend checking it out. As well as any of my other ones, I talk to a lot of cool people who have stuff going on, and I am excited because I have a couple more people that I have <laughs> lined up. So, all all good things. Yeah, welcome to the solo episode. It's just me today, and we're going to finally chat more in depth about partner caretakers and caregivers. I know I briefly mentioned this. Gosh, months ago when I was doing the interview with Martin, my partner, and we talked on it and I wanted to do a more in-depth chat about it, but then I wanted to talk about something else. So here we are now finally chatting about this. I've done some research on it. I've gained some knowledge and we are going to go forth with this information and chat. Of course, I will breathe. I will breathe. I will be discussing it from my perspective and kind of my, um, I guess, like the anecdotal evidence it will be very biased towards me because I'm the only one giving the anecdotes. Okay. All right. You, you know. You know what I mean. But I do have a little bit more information that I found interesting and just kind of... Um, some, some questions that were brought up as I was reading that I kind of wanted to uh, present to you on the podcast and just kind of kind of hash it out, you know? Should we talk about it? Should we, should we discuss? 
let's get into it. So I've been with my partner for, I don't know, three and a half years, something like that, something wild. And every day it's magical and it feels like we just started dating and it's lovely. It, it actually is. <laughs> I know that just sounded probably sarcastic, but no, it's, it's very, I have a very strong relationship. I'm very, I was going to say I'm very lucky, but I feel like we've like put in the work, you know, but also like, yeah, we just have like good personalities that mesh together. <laughs> we have incredible personalities. No, we just, we just mesh well. It's, you know, this is a good, this is a good relationship. I'm happy. Um, but yeah, that's why I wanted to bring up why I was so full. I'm so full that it's like hard to catch my breath. <laughs> I can't use my diaphragmatic breathing if it's full of veggie burrito. Um, I can, but that's, that's a tangent. We're already sidetracked. Yeah, so let's talk about partners and caregivers. We had a fun little... We, meaning me, had a fun little episode the other night, um, and so I was just reminded of my loving partner who apparently had to teach me how to chew again while I was having an episode because I thought I was going to die if I didn't have breakfast at, I don't know, 10.30 at night, and then when I got the breakfast, I did not know... <laughs> <laughs> to eat, I guess. I don't know. It was very... Martin said I looked like an opossum, like eating a grape, <laughs> like munching so intensely. <laughs> but those are the joys, the simple joys of maidenhood. That was a weird musical theater reference. But yeah, so that just got me thinking again about the partner caregiver and really inspired me to record this episode. So I'm going to lay down some just hot facts for you right now at the beginning of this. So about one in 10 caregivers is looking after a spouse, uh, according to a 2015 joint report by the AARP and the National Alliance for Caregiving. Um, yeah, so I found that out and I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting that a majority of caregivers are doing so because they're looking after a spouse or... I guess it could happen where they were a caregiver and then their spouse required um, care and therefore transitioned into that. And I think, I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting to look at people caring for their partner because I think it can make some relationships grow even stronger and kind of build a bond that you never would expect to have, obviously, unless you start the relationship knowing that that is kind of what's going to be the case. But then you still won't know because, I don't know, you, since if you've never experienced it, you don't know. And everyone's different and everyone's journey's different. So it's always going to be different. Okay. How many times can I say different in the span of 20 seconds? Count. Um, but also the other side of that is that sometimes they they don't. And sometimes it disintegrates a bit out of stress and I mean it makes sense and I there are a lot of statistics that like they're on it they're just numbers like you know you know you know how statistics work they're just numbers um but I I still I still want to like share them I guess on the research I 
I don't know. Obviously, this doesn't account for every person or every experience, and it's probably biased, and there's probably, like, thing, I don't know. You know, you know all the caveats, all that stuff. But so they say, um, and this is a very uh, probably binary study, just so you know. Okay, let's go. So here are the statistics that could mean something or could mean nothing, and we're just going to say it. So they say that men are more likely to split from women. They say younger couples are more likely to split, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I just want to say, like, whatever, maybe those mean something. Maybe that's true. Who knows? I don't. And I don't particularly care um, as much about that as I do about the fact that at the end of the day, it's overwhelming and it can be really overwhelming for people to step into these shoes and especially since it like will usually happen overnight, I said before that maybe you are getting into a relationship and kind of knowing what's going to happen. But even then, you don't really know until you're living in and experiencing it. But a lot of the time, people will um, be diagnosed with, uh, I don't know, like a degenerative disease or an accident will occur. And then all of a sudden, you're caring for this person overnight in your life changes and it shifts and things are different. I mean, I know when I was getting into my relationship, I I just told Martin up front, I think we had been talking for like a week. And obviously, I'm very open about my health stuff. Like I have an entire podcast dedicated to it. But even before I was doing the podcast, I felt it. I've always been very open about it. And I think it's like helpful for myself and helpful for other people. Um, or at least that's what I tell myself. And so we had been talking for only a couple of days, maybe a week before I just said, hey, you know, I have this stuff going on. This is what's happening with me. I know we're both like, what, we were like 20? We're both 19, 20 year olds. And I I don't expect you to get into a relationship if that's not something you can handle because like it's a part of my life and it's not a thing where I can just hide from it or just have it not happen in your presence because the thing is if we're going to be spending time together it's just going to be obvious and that's what's going to happen and I'm not saying I wasn't like okay now you have to be my caretaker (laughs) because you decided to get in on this it was just I want to I want to give you all the facts and then I'll let you make the decision from there, which is probably probably not the best way to handle it, just throwing stuff on people. But I know for me, it was important that I could give a little bit of, I guess, insight before getting into something really serious. And I know that not everybody has that opportunity. And I think it's important to acknowledge that and and if it happens overnight acknowledge the change is happening and that it will be different there's no use in thinking okay everything will go back to whatever was defined as normal before like it'll go back to our normal once we get the hang of it no it's it's going to become a new normal for you which is fine um but it needs to be acknowledged it can't just say oh we'll overcome this and we'll um we'll be fine like we were. It's like, yeah, we can overcome this, but we will be different and we will be on a different level and things will have changed because things change and things develop and it might be on a 
quicker trajectory than you anticipated or things might shift faster than you are able to re restabilize your equilibrium or whatever but i think i think acknowledging it is important and i think just recognizing and saying together hey this is happening and it's going to be very different for one of it's going to be very different for both of us because one of us something is shifting inside of us and um we might not ex- expect it and things are changing and then for another it's watching that happen and figuring out how to adapt and aid and support and doing all of that kind of stuff together and i think i think that's yeah <laughs> i think i think that's yeah but i i think that's an important step in the process of of being a partner caregiver and i don't know maybe i'm just speaking out of my butthole but that's that's what i think and i think it's a big thing to watch out um a, a big thing to watch out for is taking on too much it it can be a lot to handle and it can make you feel like you're drowning quickly in both sides of the relationship i mean you can struggle to keep up and feel like you need to do everything immediately to make it go back to a normal and to make it feel like it's okay and normal for them. Like as the caregiver, you can be doing that. And then as the person receiving the care, feel the guilt and feel your life like twisting on its head. What What is that? Tilting? Twist? What is that phrase? I don't know. Just making up new phrases. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there is this, there's this desire to make it good again and to make it um level out and be fine and oh we don't even have to think about it we're just in it and we've just adapted I think there is a a need and a want to do that and probably this big desire to find that comfort again but then sometimes you're taking on too much and then you're you're drowning and it's it's hard enough to in the beginning of those things to stay afloat and then when you're like actively going under <laughs> then that's when things that's when things get hard and i think that is where that necessity of communication really comes back in and talking to not only your partner but also with other people who are going through the same things or asking for help or with your spouse about how you're both doing how's it going How's intimacy? How is that going to work out? I think that's a big that's a big thing to talk about as well. And this this could this could um, also go and play, I guess, if you are like friend, like I guess maybe not the intimacy thing, but with the the need for communication and like things changing. Like this could happen to a friend of yours, and that's going to shift your relationship. It could happen to a child. It could happen to a parent, and then all of a sudden you're doing these different things. I mean, I remember when my grandparents, I both of my mom's parents passed away from cancer. And my mom and her sisters became basically the primary caretakers with the help of a, a couple of nurses. But for the most part, um, my grandparents really wanted it to be their daughters, which is its, its own thing. And there's a lot there. But 
I mean, I remember my mom saying, yeah, it's a really different thing when you're helping your father go to the bathroom and like you're pulling down and helping and like everything is there. And so you you get past this moment of, oh, I'm, I'm seeing my parents' intimate places, but I'm doing so from a caretaking point of view, obviously. Um, and so it, it really, it, it shifts the relationship. Like, of course that's going to shift. Because, of course, you don't plan to see your parents in that way. You don't plan to see them struggling to go to the bathroom and needing your help to clean up and do that kind of stuff. Or at least you hope um, that that's not the case. But a lot it happens to a lot of people. And a lot of people take over that care for their parents. So I guess it... it I know I, I speak from the partner caregiver point of view, and I know that's kind of what this topic is about, but I just wanted to interject that kind of information as well, because this this can apply to anyone who is kind of thrust into this position without any any prior knowledge of it. And I think it also changes, like speaking of older people, I think it changes the older you get. If you are caring for your partner and then you both get to a, a, a properly aged <laughs> self you're just just peak ripeness as a human um or you just get older um and then things things shift physically not to say that there are not strong old people or fit older people or you know like there are of course but it also like your body changes in ways and shifts and a lot of the time people lose strength and that kind of stuff so like, as of now, Martin is physically able to hold me up or help me move when need be. But, like, this also this depends on our own bodies and capabilities um, and size and things like that. Like, just because Martin can help me doesn't mean people who can't do that for their partner make them a worse caregiver. Did that make any sense? I think I think it did. But I think as we get older, that same strength and stamina might not be there. Um. depending on the people, of course. But I think that's also interesting to keep in mind. That was, like, something that I found really interesting if you're caring for someone kind of through your whole relationship. And then what happens when you start getting to that point is that when you start inviting other people in for help, I don't know. That was was kind of tangential, but I think it was on the same, same topic. But, yeah, I think with all of this... I speak so confidently, yet yet have no no authority on this topic. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to knowing limits and learning together. I mean, it's not going to be exact and perfect right away, but time should be taken to understand this new routine that you might be going through and work to make it more efficient and better for both people involved. Because, yeah, someone might be receiving the care, but it becomes a, a group event, a partner. Uh, it, becomes a, it becomes a dance where everyone's involved. And I think, that's, I think that needs to be acknowledged as well. Because I think people can forget the toll it can take on caretakers as much as it does on the person being cared for. And I think that's all I wanted to talk about today. I think I sang a lot this episode. (laughs) You're welcome. Kidding. Oh, that was gross. 
Um, yeah, I think it's about time I leave this sweaty, this sweaty booth. Oh, it is hot and it is summer. And boy, do I sweat in this booth. And I, I'm also doing an outdoor production of Twelfth Night Shakespeare, and it is hot. In the, I think I have been perpetually sweating for the past month. Um, so, yeah, it is, yeah, so I'm a salty lady. <laughs> um, but on that note, I'm going to leave this recording booth and get ready to go to said rehearsal and hope that this burrito digests. Isn't that full circle? Don't we love reincorporation? Okay, I don't know. Oh, oh, I do know what next week's episode or the next interview is going to be. It's actually going to be me being interviewed for another podcast. I don't know if you've seen, if you're on social media, you might have seen, but I did an interview for the Landscape podcast and I decided that I think I will bring it over and, um, onto my episode so you can kind of hear what I have to say. It'll be uh, edited a bit differently. As you know, I'm very, um, I'm very raw, bare bones. <laughs> There's, the format is me being conversational. So I think I will make the interview as conversational as I can be in formatting wise. But yeah, I just chat about things. I'm sure everyone has probably heard most of it before, but it'll be interesting hearing um, someone else give that interview. So that'll be the next one. And then I have a couple other exciting ones that I want to do coming up. So that's kind of what's on track. If you have any ideas or you're really interested in a topic or you know someone you would love to be on the show, or if you want to be on the show and you have um, chronic illness, invisible illness, any sort of disability, uh, neurotypical, any of that kind of stuff, then shoot me a message, shoot me an email. You can find all of my stuff at brainfartpodcast.com, like my email, which is just brainfartpodcast at gmail.com, or on Instagram, brainfartpodcast, or Facebook. All of that good stuff. Reach out to me. Give me questions. What do you think about this topic? Are you a partner caregiver? Hmm. Give, well, give me the facts. And uh, that's where I'll leave this episode. So I, ha I, I have you hope a great whatever time it is, wherever you are. Nice, Madison. Nice one. I hope you have a great whatever time it is, wherever you are. Bye. Bye.